listeners and viewers to another week of Education, the Teachers Talking Terror podcast, where myself, Mike, and myself, Courtney, are back with a different format for the month. Um, we tasked ourselves last week with the challenge of watching a different scary movie every day. And to spare you guys and ourselves the pain of recording and uploading <laughs> a different episode <laughs> every single day, um, we opted to just kind of marathon it for the week. And then we would do a kind of what you're watching now, kind of a review show of what we watched, what we thought, and then being an educational-based podcast, we'll do a class rank at the end. So I... We talked earlier this week, bumpy start, a little bit. Very. <laughs> we, uh, we, our format, as, as a reminder that we chose to do for the week was, of course, seven movies to where you pick two, I pick two, we just picked a random two, and then we did pick a random movie off of the hundred horror movie scratch-off poster that I got for Father's Day. And so... Yeah, what would we look at it here? Um, uh, Monday, so, go ahead. Sunday was a random shuffle and it was cat people. Okay. Monday was my choice, possum. Okay. Wednesday was your choice, the visit. Right. Third, or, oh shoot, I skipped Tuesday. Tuesday was your choice, the visit. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday. was another random shuffle. It yeah. was Patrick. Patrick. Thursday was, was my your choice. choice. Zombie. And Friday was your choice again. Yep, Frontiers. Yeah, so so we shuffled Sunday and Wednesdays. Yes. You pick Monday and Friday. I pick Tuesday and Thursday, and then Saturday was the random. Yes. Or was the poster one. Okay. Yes. All right, so, well, like you unveiled, Sunday's movie was a shuffle, and it was Cat People. And we're just going to... In lieu of taking all day doing a normal coverage, we're just going to kind of wing the plot, give a grade, move on to the next one. Because we do have seven movies to cover yeah. and <laughs> review at the end. Um, Cat People is an 80s film, which almost automatically means there's a chance it's going to be weird. And, and it was. Dave, and when you have David Bowie, uh, man on the soundtrack, um, you're going to add an, an extra level of, of weirdness to it. And so, yeah, Cat People was weird. Remake of a old 40, I think 40s or 50s Val Luton produced movie um, about basically people that are also cats. Like yeah. pumas, basically. And it's like brought out by their uh, sexual tensions. I'd say their sexual arousal turns yeah. them into giant felines. Um, woman comes over, her brother picks her up. We assume they have a traditional brother-sister relationship. She, I don't think she knew. Did she? No, I don't think she did know. She because, didn't know she was a cat person. Yeah, she just claimed that she didn't love anyone enough to get romantic right. with them. Yeah, and so he he cats out. We don't see it, but it's alluded to. He cats out, gets captured, put in the zoo, and then she becomes really good friends with conveniently everybody that is animal based yeah. in the town. Um, she eventually reaches her sexual peak. Cats out, and like I told you, I don't really remember how this movie ends. <laughs> um, she realized you can only go back to human if you kill someone. All right. She um, and her brother realized they can only be romantic with each other because they are like each other. So, which she, you know that that removes the bestiality piece. Yes, exactly. Um, like staying same species. Uh huh. The guy that she falls. I would say falls in love with. She yeah. just has them like sleep with me. And so I can be a cat and yeah. live with the people I belong with. And right. that was the, the end of the movie. People. Yeah. And so um, it does qualify as horror because there are some, some actually kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like when the, um, when Ed Begley Jr., which these are names you have no idea. <laughs> but when say. Ed Begley Jr. Um, gets his arm ripped off, like, Yes, like, and oh, when okay. he was feeding. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, this is kind of uh -huh. fun. Um, and so, yeah, there there was a lot going on, but bottom line was, movies just was just kind of weird. It definitely fits the paradigm of 80s bizarre, and it was, I mean, it was well-made. The actors and actresses mm -hmm. in it were well-known. Um, 
you know, our, we also talked earlier this week, our main character has no problem taking her clothes off. None. So if you're into that kind of thing, you could check out Cat People. Uh, what grade did you give Cat People? I gave this one a C. So did I. Yeah, I gave it a C as well. So um, it was whatever. Like, would I yeah. watch it again? I guess, it, would it pass the test of if it's on TV and I'm flipping through with nothing to watch, would I stop? Maybe because I've seen it, but that's yeah. only because nothing else is on. So, Cat People gets a C from both of us. <laughs> All right, off to a good start. Uh, your pick for Monday, Possum. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly much more recent movie. This movie just came out a few years ago, um, you know, within the last decade for sure. And, yeah, go for it. Um, so you've got this, um, like, puppeteer, van- not really a ventriloquist, but no. more so of a puppeteer. And he comes home because he And those has- guys are never weird. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's basically just failed at um, being a puppeteer. And... He comes home to his stepfather slash uncle. Yeah, I'm not sure of that relationship. It was... It was kind of weird. The man, yeah. the figure, father figure in his life, he comes right. home. And he's just basically, like, forced to confront, like, trauma from his childhood. Well, yeah, that and then, like, the underlying tone is, like, he's on the bus and he sees... Like, cause he's just socially awkward. Like he's yeah. on the train and he sees a group of kids and one of them's drawing something. So he just asks the boy, what are you drawing? And of course yeah. they freak out because you're just this weird guy. Well, then that kid goes missing. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah. And then you've got, I don't even know our main character's name. It doesn't matter. No, I don't finds, either. He finds like a duffel bag in the woods. Yeah. And it's, I think like it, it has his puppet in it. Yeah. And which is um, like a mannequin head on a giant spider body. Yeah, and... I'm not sure where possum came from. Like, yeah, who knows? I, whatever. But um, I did read that, um, like, the, the, I just read a little bit about the movie because, again, like, it was just so weird. And, like, I guess he was abused growing up by this man. And so this puppet is what he used to, like, talk about his trauma gotcha and that's why he failed as a puppeteer because no one wants to hear no one wants to take a a childhood no (laughs) children to a yeah so um and and it's an extremely like disturbing looking puppet yeah it is um this movie just wasn't what i thought like it was eerie but it wasn't scary eerie it was just kind of like Okay. Now, there were a couple instances where, like, this puppet seemed to be animated and kind of crawled towards the camera yes. that were a little under... But, yeah, nothing that you were really afraid yeah. of. And then, of course, we end up that the kid that was missing, the, like, the stepdad-uncle was responsible. Basically, the the uncle, his sole purpose in the movie is to create these tense situations for our main character to think think he's done yes and so he's basically he's been the root of all of this trauma um laughs at him because once he unveils that it was him uh and then of course our main character takes care of matters at the end and there's no more uncle so um (laughs) that's that's puppet (laughs) like um, it was kind of weird it was it was it was a bizarre movie for sure uh i'd seen it once before and wasn't any more impressed this time than I was last. So, uh, yeah. What, what do you give Puppet? Um, or, this or one, possum. What do you give Possum? This one got a D for me. All right. Yeah, I went C-. minus. I don't know why I went C-. minus. Like, I checked my letterbox rating. I gave it two and a half stars. <laughs> um, do I even give... Maybe it was just two. I don't even think I gave it two and a half. I think it may have just been one and a half or two. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I gave it a C minus. It probably it deserves lower than that. But I was feeling generous on day two of October. Um, Great, not yeah, the so curve. This would be one having seen it. If I was swimming through the channels, you could just no. skip it. Like, yeah, I'll just it, watch nothing. <laughs> yeah, it it was um, it was better than Skinamarink, but it still falls in that same vein of a little too artistic for yeah. You know, there's people out there I'm sure love it, and that's just right. fine. It just 
we like a little bit more plot in our movies. So, um, then we get to my first pick. Wednesday, uh, we watched The Visit, M. Night Shyamalan, um, back to his horror roots. You have, um, they did, I think, try to do a pretty good job of setting up why some of the irrational decisions were made in this movie. But we've got The Visit, story of a woman who has been estranged from her parents for the majority of her life. But she has two children of her own and a failed marriage and is trying to spark a relationship with another man. At the same time, her children want to meet their grandparents. So without seeing them, the mom, um, orchestrates a week-long trip. She slaps her kids on a train or a bus or whatever. They end up at the grandparents who meet them at the station. And they just have a fun-filled week of grandmotherly, fatherly grandchildrenly activities like baking cookies and playing board games and finding your grandpa's dirty diapers and being chased by your grandma while playing hide and seek under, under the porch <laughs> meanwhile it's a found footage film because our granddaughter of the movie um is an aspiring documentary filmmaker luckily um and the son is possibly the most annoying child on the planet yeah. <laughs> yeah. He feels he has a career yeah. in, in improvisational rapping that is not only grating to hear, but even more terrible just because he's not good at it. Yeah. And he thinks he is the hottest yes. kid to walk yeah. the earth. Oh and... my God. He, yeah. He's, he's the kind of kid that if he tripped on the sidewalk, you'd probably laugh before you checked on him. Because yes. He was annoying. Uh, anyway, long story short, um, all these eerie things start to happen. Grandma's got sun, sundowners where she goes kind of bonkers after dark. You know, um, the kids kind of keep walking in on these eerie things, setting cameras up. Um, it isn't until the end of the movie where they hold, they, they Zoom call with their mom a lot. and they But grandparents are never around when they yeah. do so. And if, if you'd seen the movie before, I mean, that's a huge red herring. If you hadn't seen it, you kind of let it go. Because they do a decent job of explaining why mom doesn't want to see the grandparents. Yes. Well, come to find out that grandma and grandpa volunteer at like a mental health facility. And these aren't their grandparents. The grandparents have been murdered by these two mental health patients that have escaped. And assume the identity of the grandparents because they'd been talking for so long about visiting with their grandkids that they got jealous and came and they murdered the grandparents, took over their role, and basically have just been with these kids living the dream for a week. Yeah. The kids figure it out and uh, they, I mean, they, they're safe. The kids make it out, you know. Yeah. It's, um, but it had a twist ending, which is what M. Night Shyamalan is, is widely known for. Up to this point, I do believe this is probably our best movie of, yes, the, of the month. Easily. Um, you got anything to add on the visit? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty cut and dry plot. We're going to lay it out there. We're going to do a bunch of creepy things. You know, almost had kind of a Hansel and Gretel feel to it. Yes. Yeah, um, like, yeah, it did. You know, and then just weird, like, and I'm glad that the kids recognize the weirdness of the grandparents, too. Like, one point grandma asks the granddaughter to clean the inside of the oven and yeah. like talked like pressures are into crawling all the way inside this largest oven uh -huh. in existence to where she realizes that this is kind of odd, but okay. You know, um, and, and it, it is, they just, they fall off the deep end and like I said, they end up, they end up surviving and the, and the grandparent imposters do not. So, um, I'd like to think that mom won't leave her kids with strangers because yeah. really, if you've been estranged from your parents for, I mean, it was like 30 years or something yeah. like that, that your grand, that your parents are strangers. Yeah. They're not, they're not your parents anymore. Don't drop your kids off for a yeah. week because they want to meet grandma and grandpa. So lesson learned there. Um, I gave the visit a B plus. So did I. Oh, nice. Look at us <laughs> go. Look at us go. Uh, and then we're back into the, the trash. Patrick. Patrick. 
Uh, back in the 80s, late 70s, 80s, something like that. We're in a British film, Patrick, about... The movie starts out pretty solid, really. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We've got um, a boy who lives with his mom. And we're talking boy. We're talking like an adult man. Yeah. We're talking yeah. 26 still lives in the yeah. basement. Yeah. So we got a son that lives with his mom. And his mom is just this revolving door of bedroom visitors. Like, bringing home a different man all the time. Um she wants him to watch. She wants him to hear. Like, it's really disturbing. Patrick gets sick of it. And when mom and Wednesday's lover are yeah. taking a bath together, he just tosses, like, a hot iron or something and, and like, elect basically electrocutes him to death. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, really solid opening. Like, when, they, when he catches whatever that hot coil was, it, it was, it felt just like a... Like a cook, you know, like one of the yeah. plug-in hot plate things. Like it, like the, like just the burning flesh around. Like it was mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, that's, that's about all you get out of Patrick. Yeah, because. Because he spends the entire rest of the movie in bed, in a yeah. coma. It's so, I don't know. It's so weird. And like this freshly divorced nurse starts taking care of him. And she, weird things start happening with her. Yeah. And. Um, come to find out, like, he's the one doing all of this. No yeah, one believes he's, her. Because he's telekinetic. Yeah, and it's just, like, really weird. And, yeah, yeah that's, I mean... Yeah, basically, he he, de- he develops a crush on his nurses and then telepathically makes things happen in their life. I don't know, it's... Yeah. Telekinesis, and at least in my opinion, is not a real thing. But they're like just like vampires aren't, but there's still like a set of rules around it that need to apply. Like, you know, vampires aren't real, but everybody knows a stake to the heart, they drink blood. Like, there's still like ground rules, yeah. Which is why when Twilight comes out and you have sparkling daylit vampires, it just doesn't work. Well, some of the rules that I understand for telekinesis are, um, you like you still have to be. You have to be visibly seeing what you're controlling. Yeah. You know, whereas Patrick here is laying in a bed and he's controlling, he's controlling people swimming elsewhere. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. So Patrick basically uses his telekinetic powers to control the lives of these nurses in hopes that they stay with him. Um, and then of course she doesn't, and yeah. he fights back. I don't know. It's. It was dull and slow and boring and pretty uneventful, especially after that strong start. Yeah. But it was better than Possum. It was. <laughs> it was better than Possum. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know, you, it's about it. Like there's, it's not a terrible story. No. But fitting into, I mean, fitting into the horror genre, it just doesn't, I don't know, I didn't really see where it fit. I would, I'd call it more of a drama maybe. Like, it's not even suspenseful. It's not a thriller. It's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what'd you give Patrick? Um, I gave Patrick a D. You go, it gets a, a second, it's your second D of the week. That, you know, I was, I was kind of mean this week. Like, That's I. Fair. You told me you were going to be. I like, was that cranky teacher that was like, no one understood the assignment this week. And <laughs> even though that's probably my fault because no one understood it. Yeah, um, I. I dropped a C on Patrick for the same reason I dropped a C on Cat People. That, like, it was entertaining enough. Like, it didn't scratch my horror itch, but it did satisfy the fact that I was, that there was a plot in front of me mm-hmm. that was somewhat creative. You know, like, kudos to that actor, too. Every scene he's in, he's got his, his eyes wide yeah. open. Like, yeah. that's kind of, like, I... That's got to be hard to just lay perfectly still all the time. Except for I, spitting. He was a spitter. I so. just, yeah, I just very strongly dislike this movie. Like, I don't know. I just, like you mentioned, like, he didn't see anything he was controlling. No. And no it, like, just, it didn't make sense. Like, And it wasn't even, like, cool, like, special effects, like, moving things around. It was yeah. just... Like Matilda had better telekinesis no, than, yeah, yeah. than Mat- Patrick Mat- did. <laughs> Matilda's a much better telepathic <laughs> yeah like i was Her just telekinesis like, is on point compared to patrick here yeah 
Yeah, so yeah, I, SC, nothing failed for me this week, just to be clear. Um, it, it Again, there was a plot. Would I watch it again flipping through the channels? No. I've seen it. I may even delete it off my hard drive because it's like, you're just taking up space. Yeah, don't don't waste the <laughs> space on this one. Um, I felt we ended on a pretty strong three movies. I know you don't agree. And this yeah. is where I'm interested. Because we had talked a little bit prior to Zombie about your thoughts, but we really haven't talked yeah. much outside no. of that. So Thursday was my second my second pick, and it was Zombie. a The Lucio Fulci classic. Um, so, oh, I love this movie. It's so trash, but I so love it. Um, zombie is... The movie kicks off pretty solid. You get a empty schooner in, like, Hudson Heart, you know, Hudson Bay or whatever there outside of New York. Um, there's a zombie on it, and the zombie gets dropped into the water. Then we cut back to a newspaper crew. Long story short, there's there's a, a doctor doing experiments in some Caribbean island. And the doctor happens to be the father of our lead female who then gets a newspaper reporter or TV reporter or whatever to go down to the island with her to find her dad. And when she gets there, there's zombies. I, I mean, that's really about it. And there's people that die, and he's... I don't know. It's just... It's its a very thin plot to get a bunch of gore in. Yeah. So and... we, we've got... We've got zombie fighting a tiger shark underwater. Yeah. I don't know. This one is just kind of cheesy. Oh, I know. And... That's great about it. It was my least favorite zombie movie we've watched. That's okay. We yeah we have a we have a zombie fighting a tiger shark underwater. We have a zombie pulling a woman's face like her eyeball into yeah. splintered wood, and we get like extreme close up of eye piercing. Yeah, we've got a zombie rising from the from the ground with a woman who has every opportunity to run away. <laughs> But just stands there and gets her gets her throat ripped out by said zombie, uh, and that's just three. The zombie versus shark is is a very popular clip from this movie. Um, I there's a chance I probably showed it in your math class in high school. Like I would I would show this often. I'm like you guys got to see this. There's a zombie fighting a shark, and it's a legit man like with no scuba gear on. Yeah. It's a dude holding his breath underwater dressed as a zombie, like wrestling a live tiger shark. So what do you think of, what what do you got? Anything you want to add? I don't know. No, it's this oh my goodness. This one was just kinda like I felt like it was like Gilligan's Island meets zombies. Okay. Yeah, that's and, fair. And um I don't know, like it was it was okay. What did you think of the ending? It was a pretty dire ending. They they get they leave the island and get yes. back to New York only to find out that the city of New York and soon America has been overrun by zombies. Yeah, and um I don't know. Like I feel like again, I really like zombie movies for the horror or the gore of yeah. it. But I feel like every zombie movie ends the same. Like, they do. Like, oh, now we've got hands popping up out of the graves, yep. and here they come. Yep. And it's just like, oh, man, really? I knew how it was going to end, I felt like. But it was not a bad movie. I just, it's That image of the zombies walking across the Brooklyn mm -hmm. Bridge is pretty iconic yeah like you've still got like the world trade center i mean mm -hmm. it, you've got the new york skyline yeah and these zombies just oh it's just making their way across yeah it. i know it's pretty dire like oh man like it's not it's it was just contained to this island yeah and now it's i mean it's everywhere but that fat zombie at the beginning that fell in the water made it to shore and yeah so what do you give zombies <laughs> zombies gotta be for me I got a B for me as well. Nice. Okay. I was expecting much worse when you're like, well. 
No. But I guess even like bad pizza is still pizza, right? Right. Yeah. It's a bad zombie movie, but it's still a zombie movie. There was still gore, and that's... <laughs> and, and it's old enough, and the budget was small enough that it's like, they it couldn't be perfect gore. Right. Like, you knew when that woman's head was being pulled closer and closer to that, that splintered piece of wood. You knew what was going to happen. Yes. And of course, when they cut away, and it is so clearly a fake head. But, yeah. But whatever. Like, for me, yeah. I lean into it. I'm like, good for you. Like, whatever. You it didn't was the try thought to, that counts. Yeah. It's like you, you had an idea and you went with it. And even if it didn't quite pull off as 100% effective, you did it. So good for you, Lucio Fulci. There are other Fulci movies that are just chock full of gore. That that just imaginative with really no reason. There's one movie, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but like a woman gets, they're in a car and a woman's not feeling well and literally, literally vomits up her organs. And to think what that actress had to go through, that she, if I remember correctly reading the trivia, she did eat all of the raw organs and then vomit literally vomited them all back up. Oh, that's awful. And so it's like all these like sheep and pig parts that she's that they're just falling out of her mouth. And it's like, oh like you couldn't do special effects, so you literally just paid this woman to do it. Yeah. So Ooh. yeah, it's it's pretty gory, but there's there's a lot of good stuff there. There's another Fulci movie where a man just gets overrun by tarantulas. And the actor is laying there as literally like dozens of tarantulas are just crawling all over his face and all just not no CGI. This is lay down, Henry. We're going to just drench you with tarantulas. And he just does it. And it's like, that's got to be terrifying. So, all right. Double B for zombie. Okay. Your other pick. Yeah. Frontiers. I will you give know, you this. I picked a foreign film, but at least I had I had <laughs> at least I gave you a movie that was dubbed. <laughs> yeah. You pick a, a French film, Frontiers. Yeah. And you warned me. You said, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to let you know like this is a foreign film. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It was it was in fact not okay. <laughs> You don't like to read. No. No. Um, which is crazy. Like, as a teacher, like, I hate reading. Um, you hate math, too. So Yeah, I know. Why did you become a teacher? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like reading children's books. Well, yeah, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, but, yeah, I just, this is about, like, this group of, thieves and they're leaving Paris and um, while they're escaping it's just I don't know it's I I was not I did not like this movie there there was a lot of political yes turmoil going on in Paris yes and so leading to a lot of riots and they basically just capitalized on the looting during the riots and were getting out of prison or prison getting out of Paris because well, you know, they were basically, they were being chased and attempted to be apprehended. So they, yeah, I got, we got to get I, out of Dodge. And they killed a couple of police officers and things got pretty hairy. Yeah, this was not, mm -mm, not for me. Yeah, then <laughs> as they left, they, they split up because we got a main female that mm -hmm. her brother got shot. So she and her on again, off again boyfriend were dropping brother off at the hospital Meanwhile, the other two guys are, they're just ahead. Yeah. Well, they stop at this inn because they're heading elsewhere. They're basically leaving the country and they stopped at an inn for the night while this inn is run by neo-Nazis. And we are talking like full-blown cosplay Nazis here. Yeah. And they really, like neo-Nazi cannibals on top of it. So... The one issue I had with this movie that I will give I will give this to you. Most I feel a good portion of subtitled movies that I've seen in my life rarely have a lot of action going on and dialogue going on. 
And this has so, so much e- action going on. It's it's easy to keep up with reading the subtitles because yes. they usually aren't doing anything when they're talking. They're just talking. So you've got the dialogue and then they stop the dialogue to do the action, which you don't need subtitles for. This movie did all of it at the same time. Yeah. And so that's just... It's, it's really hard to read subtitles when I'm also watching the action. Yeah. Um... Special effects were much better. I I had not heard of this movie. This movie's like it's like 2012 or something like that. You know, it's been out a while. Um, but I was impressed with the quality of the effects and the gore. Um, they did. They went after it. I mean, you had a guy who had his fingers blown off, and they showed it. Yeah. And a guy had his both his Achilles ripped out. Mm-hmm. That and that they showed gets me. It. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, guy strung up by by his heels, like you know, like you're splitting a deer. Um, there was a lot of effective gore in here, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess it qualifies as horror because you've got cannibals and et cetera, et cetera. But um, it, I mean, it it never really let up. It was going the whole time. And yeah, so, and that's just where, like, because it's not even like. Because I'm a fast reader, like, I comprehend things well, but I just, I don't know, like, I can't, I only have one set of eyes, and I don't have two eyes that look different directions, so I can't focus on both things. And so it's like, I felt like I missed a lot of the movie, because I was just trying to keep up, and I just... Well, there was, there's, yeah, there's just a lot going on. Yeah, there were. I did not... I think there were too many characters... You know, like even our nobody in this movie is a good guy, because again we got thieves versus you know thief, police, you know like cop killers versus neo Nazis. So nobody's a good guy. But at the core, everybody dies except for the two pregnant women. One of them being one of the neo Nazis, the other one being our main Mm -hmm. character because she happened to be pregnant, and so the neo-Nazi pregnant lady was protective of the new pregnant lady and freed her and everybody else dies. And then in an instant where you think the new pregnant lady is going to like befriend the neo-Nazi pregnant lady, she just hops in the car and drives off. Yeah. <laughs> leaving, leaving the, uh, the Nazi pregnant lady to just be there around all these corpses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's, that was, that was frontiers. Which, curious what your grade is. A D minus. Oh, worst one of the week? Yes, it was. I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um I feel as if this one took me the longest to watch because I was like like I just wanted to text you and be like, I'm not watching it. You could have. <laughs> but I was like, Courtney, you pick this movie, watch it. <laughs> no. Um yeah, I don't I just nope, not me. I gave it a B. Wow. <laughs> I, I, the, the, not for the storyline, because the storyline was right. pretty junk. But yeah. the, the gore was good. The performances I thought were solid. Um, and the action, I mean, there was plenty of action. It, I mean, yeah. it did run a little long. Like, it just felt like, okay, we've seen this before. Um, but, I, I give it a B, if anything, for the commitment of the performances. Yeah. Like, when our when our main lady was going to, when they broke the chain in the cell, and she mm-hmm. was going to escape, and she dug all of that, like, mud out so that she could, of like, that like submerge, pig. go yeah. under. Um, yeah. I'm like, you really did that, lady. Like That's dedication. Like, I'm, and I'm sure... Like, even if that was filmed on a set, which I don't believe it was, like, those were still real pigs, and that Mm -hmm. was real mud. Like, you did submerge yourself in that, like, like bacteria-infested water Yeah. to do that part. That wasn't like, we'll just bring in, like, chocolate milk. It'll be okay. Yeah. No, no. You were were really under there. So, uh, yeah, it got to be for me. It got to be for me. Man, you'd rather watch Patrick again? I think so, yeah. Um, mm. At least I knew what Patrick was saying. Not, he didn't say <laughs> anything. <laughs> he typed it uh. out with his mind. 
Which brings us to yesterday's film. We're recording this on a Sunday, by the way. Which brings us to yesterday's film. And this was the scratch-off film of the week. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Starring Michael Rooker, who went on to play Merle in The Walking Dead. And Yondu in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Amongst other things. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. 80s movie. And honestly, in my... like. The scariest movie we watched all week. I, I liked this movie. This movie this movie at its core is terrifying. Yes. Now, are you scared when you walk away from it? No. You know, it's not one of those you're going to lose sleep over. And it's not a jump scare kind of movie. But I am so thankful for how far we've come with forensics and law enforcement. That I, for something like this to happen today... It just doesn't. You don't hear about serial killers much anymore. Right. Growing up in the 80s, they were all over the place. Because forensics hadn't caught up to to that yet. You know? Um, and granted, they politicians wanted to blame the movies. Which, no. Crazy is crazy. Um, but I think we've come a long way to where now we have, obviously, more mass killings. Mm-hmm. Than we do serial killings because yes. they get caught with DNA testing and hair strands, et cetera, et cetera. Back then we didn't have it. So this movie, this movie was scary. Yeah, it, it was. Henry, it was, go ahead. It, it was scary in the fact that like you have two different felons that have been let out of um, prison and like one, one was, drugs and one killed their mom right like totally different but they also just related on that sick messed up level yeah we were we've done time we're both broken we have that in common and it's like bad breeds bad like yeah you know they talk about marijuana being a gateway drug like if you smoke weed you're more you're you're more open to Mm -hmm. other drugs and it's like with this with otis you know, he was a bad dude, but he what he got arrested for and imprisoned for was just the what they what they caught him on. Like right. he was he was worse than what he got arrested for. Yes. Like he was like He I, was dirty. I he was he was worse to me in this movie than Henry was. Yes, because at least maybe Henry, I mean I'm not saying it's okay to kill your mom, but like Maybe he killed her because, because like Patrick, you know, like he just had enough, you know? And so I, yeah, it was bad. Like they became friends. Um, It was Otis's sister, right? Yeah. That also lived with them. And Henry became, you know, pretty fond of her. And they just get to where now, like they're feeding off of each other and, they're recording it, rewatching it, and this yeah. I think is where Otis is like, it really tickles his fancy to yeah. kill people because yeah. he's just rewatching these murders and and yeah, and there's really not a plot no. to this movie. Um, Henry comes to Chicago, moves in with Otis. We see in the opening credits just this string of dead bodies, and like, mm-hmm. and they're not all dead the same way, but they're no. just strewn throughout um which we pick up even without them telling us it's henry and uh coming the title is henry portrait of serial killer uh but yeah henry just that's just what he does like he doesn't seem to get any any jollies from it either like no it's just he has an urge and he goes and kills and but he's very methodical about it and he's very calculated like like the woman that he followed for seemingly like an hour only to find out when he pulled up to the house that like he was planning on murdering her then, but then her husband came out. Yeah. So he just waited and came back. Like, you know, he's very methodical and mechanical about his quote unquote work. Um, And when he brings Otis in, like, it's almost like an apprentice, like, He's mm-hmm. educating him in how to do it. And yeah. he has no qualms. He'll kill anybody. Yeah. And Otis is like that, like that, uh, 
again, I'm just basing this off Twilight, but that fresh vampire that can't control himself. Right. Like yeah. he he just has to kill. Right. And and you almost get a sense that Henry regrets Yes. Getting Otis involved because like you said, Otis will they got their hands on a camcorder, so now they're recording the murders. But then Otis just watches them, or like rewatches yeah. them. Yeah. Like he gets aroused by them, by the same murder. And he, oh, he's just such a pig of a person, just so mm-hmm. disgusting. You know, you feel almost like Henry's got a code he lives by. Yes. Because he's very protective of Otis's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Becky. Because Otis is like, Otis is gross towards his sister. Yeah. And like, Henry, no, you're, no, you're not going to do this. Culminates with Henry goes out to do a murder and comes home and Otis is raping his sister. Yeah. Who he's been attempting to do something similar at different points in the movie. Um, and Becky's got, she's taken a liking to Henry. Henry ends up killing Otis because, I mean, he had to. Yeah. And really, Grant, Otis had it coming. Like Yes. Um, and oh, the, the ending of this movie is so somber. Like, you think Becky has saved him. Really, it's like, yeah. come back to my hometown with me. You know, I love you, Henry. I guess I love you, too. You know, let, he's just not yeah. a real open book, that one. Pull into a motel stay the night and when they leave henry leaves yeah and you with, and with a suitcase even at first you think oh you know that henry just left her yeah and then he stops along the way and takes a bloody suitcase out of the back of the car and just leaves it alongside the road and it's like they showed henry murder or they at least showed the murdered bodies mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie except this one yeah, we know what's in that suitcase. Yeah, I mean, and there's we, blood all over the outside, and, of it. and we like, don't like it because obviously he had to carve her up to fit her in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And it's like we watch it, and we're like, "Oh man, like this woman cared about you. You cared about her, but you Not just enough. couldn't fight that urge." Yeah, and took her out. Oh, such a gut wrenching movie. Yeah this this was my favorite movie though. What'd you give it? I gave it an A minus. Okay, I gave it a B plus. Gave it a B plus. I, I honestly, I think I gave it a B plus because I, as much as I enjoyed the movie, this is not one you probably want to watch again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just because it, it, you just feel dirty. Like, yes. the movie's over and you, you just yes. feel gross. And it, and it, even the lighting in the movie was just like everything was just so dark about this it, movie. It I felt, felt like. It, that it was well, just like yeah. a gross movie. Yeah, it just felt gross. Like Chicago looked gross. Like yes. especially the areas they were in. Everything in this movie was just, it felt like a documentary. Yeah. Like it just, like we had a film crew walking around. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just, yeah. It's just, you finish this movie and you need to go take a shower. Because yeah, you just, ugh. I mean, you watch it, you're like, hey, that was well done. As a movie, that was well done. And that's also part of where my B plus came from. Was like this wasn't real, like right, you know. So this was just a movie. It was a well done movie. It got the feeling out of me. It was trying to get, yeah. But I'm was... like, I can't give an A plus to this because it just feels too gross. There's a lot of reviewers online <laughs> that are like, that are like, there's a lot of reviews that are like, this movie was perfect. Yeah, you know, because it accomplished everything it set out to do, mm-hmm. and it did. It but did. It just, oh, you feel icky when you're done. <laughs> so. Yeah, B plus for me, A minus for you. Well, that that's a quick coverage of our seven movies for the week. Yes. Okay. Now we've also re, re you know revealed the grades. Like I talked before, I don't remember if it was pre show or right at the beginning. My my rankings for the week are not the same as my grades. They don't go in grade order. So I think why don't we um. Do we want to reveal like our bottom? Like we'll go starting at the bottom, and we'll yeah, each give our yeah. own so that we're yeah. building our list together. All right, what was your worst movie? Uh, your worst ranked movie of the week? All right, rolling in at number seven is Frontiers. My number seven was Possum. 
right. And we again, we've already stated our case as yes. to why, so yes. we could just get through the ratings here. Um, my number six is Possum. My number six was Patrick. Number five is Patrick for me. Number five was Cat People for me. <laughs> I'm like one behind you. A little bit. Uh, number four was Cat People. Number four was Frontiers for me. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, well, it was at your bottom, so. Yeah. Um, zombie was number three for me. Um, Henry Porter for Serial Killer was number three for me. Oh, okay. Like, because I... I gave it a high grade. It, had, it was tied for my highest grade of the week. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no rewatchability in this movie. For me, at least. Okay. You've probably watched it three times since. Uh, I, I liked it, yeah. Um, oh, I did like it. But yes, again, like, I just feel I'm, dirty watching it. Yes, and I like watching those, like, like uh, the documentaries where mm -hmm. it is. Like, you know, yeah. the girl who escapes and movies like that. I love yeah. them. Um, what was your number two? My number two was The Visit. Okay, mine was too. Okay. And then obviously we got number ones. What was your number one? Henry, the portrait of a serial killer. My number one was zombie. <laughs> uh, I on the, Of the movies on this list, that one has the most rewatchability for me. I've seen okay. that movie the most. Uh, the visit I, was a lot of fun, but once that reveal... Yes. It's like, well, it's like any M. Night Shyamalan movie. You might watch it twice. You yeah. watch it once to be shocked then you watch it again to see if you could pick up the clues but after that it's like oh, you know it it's it's been ruined for you zombie for me though i will watch man fight a shark while uh honestly you might as well call her a naked lady i mean she was top a topless scuba diver but what was that bikini bottom she had on? yeah nothing <laughs> even my even my wife was like just take it off. Like yeah. it's doing nothing for you. Yes. It was like she's scuba diving around, really looking for nothing. Yeah. She just wanted to go for a dip. Like right. finds a zombie or sees the shark. The shark's coming for her. And then a zombie comes out for her. And then she just leaves and the zombie and shark battle it out. I'm like, I'll yeah. watch that. I'll watch that all the time. So yeah, my my number one was zombie for the week. All right. Fair enough. All right. So hey, you just picked your favorite movie of the week was from the eighties. Yeah, it was. I, I'm surprised. Um, but I like, I do, I like how dirty it was because it's pretty people, grimy. see, I'm that weirdo that it's like, if I could go in and talk to a prisoner um, and just ask him, like, why'd you do this? What was going through your head? Like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I am that weirdo. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'll let you have that. Monday through Friday, I'm singing color songs and days of the week. But Saturday and Sunday, I wonder what's going through. Well, Monday through Friday, <laughs> you feel like that prisoner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I can. I get. I really did enjoy that movie. I just, just icky. Just an icky movie. It was. Um, one of the movies that was the cause of the new NC-17 rating at the time. It used to top out at rated at R rating. Movies are rated R, and if it was more extreme than R, it went. It got an X rating. Well, X rating at the time was mainly for pornography. Okay. And so this movie came out. There's a couple others in the same kind of time frame that came out that were worse than an R. Which, by today's standards, no, this movie is pretty tame compared to the right. standards. But like it's. In some essences, it's a like an, a handbook for serial killers. Yeah, I mean, because like, it does. It talks about like you got to do it different ways. Yeah, it's, they like, don't hey, expect you're, it. Yeah, they're gonna you do it the same way every time. Yeah. They're gonna catch you, yeah. and it's like, oh man, how many how many serial killers have seen this that are like, or potential serial killers have seen this, and that's like that's what I needed. That's mm -hmm. that's all I needed was that education. Um, but yeah, this movie was a catalyst for one of the catalysts for an NC seventeen rating because. It was worse than an R. Like, it should be for adult eyes only. Yeah. But it's not pornographic. So, what do we do? Well, they just created a new rating for it. So, uh, yeah, that... Okay, first week's in the books. Looking at the, rest of the, looking at the rest of the month, we got a lot of really good stuff. A lot of stuff I haven't seen. A lot, lot more stuff you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like keeping it under wraps of what we're going to be watching. Yes. And just covering when we cover. So... Social media-wise, you guys could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, again, 
find us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hi. And uh, other than that, we've got the first week of October in the bag. So I am, uh, I don't think I'm at like 10 or 11 horror films already for the month. And I'm not even trying, honestly. <laughs> I'm not even working that hard. Um, but yeah, we'll get through this next week. We did make a one change there for Thursday the 12th. And uh, this week is shaping up to be a better week yes. than, than one we just covered. So This week, I mean, I think this week will be a pretty good week. Yeah, it'll be a good week. I, like I said, I watched one this morning. I'll try to fit another one in this afternoon. But uh, with the exception, let's see, Four, four of these movies are going to be brand new viewings for me. Awesome. So, so if those movies are garbage, this movie, yeah. this week could go south in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I know true. they're all brand new viewings for you, but I've only seen three of them. And the three that I've seen are very solid, very solid films. Okay. Um, the one, we'll kind of give a little bit of a, a hint here um, without naming the title. The one from yesterday, mm-hmm. which I caught up with today has scientifically scientifically um, been proven to be the scariest movie of all time. I will be watching in the daytime then. The reason why it was scientifically is they were monitoring heart rates. They they subjected okay. they subjected viewers to I think they went through lists and they found like the top like 35 horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Scariest movies of all time. And then they connected people to heart monitors and were checking their heart rate during each of the movies. And then, of course, ran through ran the data, et cetera, et cetera. And the movie for yesterday, which we'll, of course, cover next week, um, it was the top of scariest movie of all time. Hmm. So take it as you will. Like, I think that is different opinion for everybody. But scientifically... It's gotten some attention because of that. So I do enjoy the film, but I, I've i seen things that make me feel yeah. eerier. So, uh, But you got anything to sign off with? Have a great week and enjoy the finally cool weather. No kidding. This was fun. I liked this format. Yes, I, this will be a too. fun run for the month. So, All right. Well, for Deducation, I'm Mike. And I'm Courtney. And we'll see you guys next week where we cover another seven movies. Bye.